perfect. All right, and welcome to another episode of the Event Hubs podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me, as always, is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Say hi, John. It's uh, it's ten thirty. It's time to party. It's Friday night. What is it? Uh, <laughs> the Wayne's like World trip. We were just talking about Wayne's World, and I, I just wanted to share that with everybody. There you go. And we also have Stephen Chavez, Dream King, our director of editorial on. Say hi, Stephen. You guys couldn't get rid of me. I'm back. I, I was, it was inevitable. <laughs> yeah, we got. You sound you sound extra pristine. What's going on? Yeah, I was uh, recording from a mountaintop very far away before, and now I'm from recording from a much closer mountaintop, so I sound a little bit clearer, which is nice. Did you did you encounter a yeti while you were on said mountain? <laughs> I might have encountered a yeti. Yes. Uh, and that is because we use Yeti microphones here on the Event Hubs podcast, but they have not paid us money yet, so we not can't actually promote them. Uh, oh, well, that, I'm going to take off my giant Yeti stick-on <laughs> sticker that I'm wearing on my back right now if we're not getting paid by them. Yeah, but actually, they um, just if you guys are ever interested in doing a podcast yourselves, um, yeah, they make a really good quality microphone that's fairly inexpensive, actually, so I do recommend them, but uh, that's all the plugging we can do. Uh, this would be a yeah. good ad for their product. <laughs> yeah, it, would be, it would be terrific. Uh, but this week, we actually wanted to get into the season four changes in Street Fighter V and talk about one thing that we really feel kind of stands out with the character, uh, hopefully in a positive way. Uh, may not always be that way because guess what? Some characters didn't get positive changes pretty much at all. Uh, and actually on that note, um, we're only doing the top half of the cast day. Uh, today it is going to be Abigail and Jury. And um, but when we do get to them, like Nikali and Mika, we've kind of looked up and down, left and right there. Uh, Mika literally got nothing, but she's more vulnerable during her V trigger activation. So we could talk about that, but I don't think that's doing anyone any good. And then, John, if you want to chime in maybe a little bit on Nikali and tell us. Well, yeah, and we've talked about him a handful of times already. Uh, he's one of the one of those characters that stayed where he was, but he just got some changes. He got the general changes to crush counters, and then he got a change to his V Trigger One gimmick move, which I still feel is a big fat gimmick because of how much startup it has. He can control it; it can go a little bit further. It's got a little bit more recovery if on whiff. Um, but all in all, using Nikali's V Trigger moves usually winds up in you losing. So um, it's it's pretty negligible. It's more about the fact that the characters have shifted around him, and that's the significance. But like you said, that's about it for yeah. those uh, for those characters at this point. So you can go, you know, read the patch notes yourselves for them. Um, it's pretty straightforward. And uh, if anything changes, we'll let you know. But for the most part, we're looking at those guys that have uh, really shifted around, and that's a lot of the cast. You know, a lot of a lot of characters have had something of note changed about them, and and so we're going to talk about more of those things. Yeah, we, we try to get as many people in as we could. Uh, we try really not to omit characters because we know it's a you know a big appeal to be uh, hearing, uh, well, I don't want to hype us up too much, but you know, people like hearing us talk about their characters, you know, so we're trying to get to everyone we can, but we can't really work with nothing, you know, uh, so that's, you know, what we have just in a handful of cases. Uh, but for, again, for the most part, um, uh, we want to ch cover about one change. People might get into this and be like, oh, hey, how come you're not talking about, you know, 50 other changes that happen with a character? It's like, we can do that, and we're going to have about a 10-hour podcast. Uh, as it is, we're breaking this up into, you know, half half the cast today, the other half uh, next week. Um, but we're really focusing on just like a handful of changes or one thing that we really think stands out with them. Uh, so actually, on that note, our first character here is Abigail. And Steven is, of course, a former Abigail main that uh, kind of tells you how he maybe yeah. thinks about the changes here uh, but Stephen what you got yeah so with Abigail uh, unfortunately for him uh, he got his arms and his legs chopped off um, he got nerfed really hard uh, and 
basically it feels like Capcom is kind of trying to promote a different style of play with that character so people who like to kind of go ham and, and do what Abigail usually does uh, can't really do that anymore, myself included. Um, some of the biggest nerfs he got were to V-Trigger 1, which uh, actually indirectly nerfed V-Trigger, or buffed V-Trigger 2, uh, and that's the change I want to talk about. It's, uh, again, it's kind of, he's had V-Trigger 2 this whole time, it remained unchanged in Season 4, uh, but now there's more of a incentive to try to play it. Um, there's some good stuff about it, uh, and again, some people probably experimented with, with it before, but now it's a good chance to kind of do it. Uh, essentially... V-Trigger 2 gives you a pretty quick uh, way in with his tackle. Uh, it's minus 2 on block with the raw tackle, like, not charged. Uh, and so with V-Trigger 1 being nerfed, it's like you get it so much later in the game now. You don't have as much health, so you can't really get in as effectively with it anymore. And so that's where V-Trigger 2 kind of comes into play. It's like you still get it kind of late, but now you have a free way in. Uh, and now you can kind of start your game from there, which is really good. Um it's also pretty good for uh, burst damage. Uh, something that I've been kind of trying to mess around with a little bit more is um, you can confirm with some light hits and get a, a quick combo into, you know, EX Abigail Punch and then tack on an extra, like, 105 damage with just the tackle, which yes. is really great. Uh, and, mm -hmm. again, it's kind of a, just a quick hitter, and plus it gives you positioning because now you've you've tackled, you've gone in, and now you're still pretty close, which, again, is the ideal range for abigail that's where you want to be well now does he get oki after a successful v trigger two hit uh he gets he does but it's more like um you're kind of in crouching heavy punch range essentially and you can kind of walk forward and do maybe like a standing medium punch so it's not like a you're directly next to them you know you're going to get a command throw or something but you're still relatively close which again it's ideal for him being that his normals are so big and you know he has a lot of range and all of that so well, and there's a good chance that your back might be in the corner after that, because if he's mm -hmm. done a full combo, and, and that's a very horizontal moving move. So if he's like, you know, in the in the latter third of the screen and he lands a combo into that move, mm -hmm. um, I, I can imagine him just being right up on you and then having that threat of command grab versus strike. And, and, and Abigail caging you in like that is, is always bad news bears. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's even more devastating in the corner. Like, it pushes you to the corner, but if you get hit with it in the corner... Uh, he can set up some really big damage combos, especially from a jump in or a crush counter. Uh, he gets some pretty sick juggles uh, with like forward heavy punch and stuff. And, you know, ending with the tackle keeps you right on top of them. So you're going to eat like standing medium punch, you know, meaty or a command throw and kind of start the process over. So it's it's very much a it's a new way to kind of mix up the offense there, because, again, with V trigger one, it was like. When it was only two bars, it was basically, hey, I'm going to activate this with, you know, maybe 60% health left, uh, and I can just hold forward and get in, and I can take all these risks to get in and charge heavy punches and all of that, and and now it's like, you know, three-bar V-Trigger, uh, you get you get it usually when you're, you know, a lot closer to the end of the round, and it's like, now I can't just hold forward anymore. Now I have to really try to pick my spot, and, you know, if I'm holding, you know, standing heavy punch and charging it, uh, you know, I can get punished and lose pretty quickly now. And so that's where kind of V-Trigger 2 comes into play. It's it's a pretty quick way in, uh, gives you some great burst damage, and uh, there's some really nasty mix-ups that come from it too. I mean, you can set mm -hmm. up like, you know, uh, if you do like a target combo, like the heavy punch target combo, and kind of let them fall, you can, you know, get a, a really heavily charged tackle, and it either, you know, you might be able to get a full one and guard break them or catch them with it meaty and stuff like that. So... There's a lot to be explored there, and I think that we're going to start seeing uh, more Abigail players do that, uh, the ones that are remaining, 
Uh, I know Cool Kid has already put together a compilation of different setups and things like that. And it's it's become a more effective tool, again, just kind of indirectly by feature one being nerfed and there's a lot of potential for it for sure you know i've i've said a lot of negative things about the design of this character in the mm-hmm. past or potential negativity a big thing that I, I used to say before we got these changes was if and it looks this way to me if Abigail is an all or nothing like if you take away his V trigger one and he's like a shell of his former self where he's completely not viable then I think mm-hmm. he's poorly designed we talked about that before um, I want to say something positive I think that his V trigger two is exactly almost exactly what a V trigger should be in this game mm-hmm. and and when I say that it's because it's not necessarily suddenly changing the entire game. It's not changing right. the meta. So you were playing one way, and now that he has this move, now you have to play an entirely different mm-hmm. way, and it's all based around whether or not this single move hits. That's crappy design. Mm-hmm. But V-Trigger 2, although it does have a bit of maybe some some gimmicky aspect mm-hmm. to it, y- using it as a combo extender is like, okay, you're at this point in the round, you need something. V-triggers are kind of there as as uh, comeback mechanics. Mm-hmm. You get to tack on a little extra damage and a little better positioning. And I think he gets to do it three times yep, per V-gauge, right? Mm-hmm. So, And that's, that's pretty good. Yep. He still has to earn his hit. So you're still playing the same way even though Abigail has this V-trigger. But if he does score the hit, he gets extra reward. And I think that's a really smart balance, especially because... Mm-hmm. If he gets that hit and he tacks on V-Trigger 2, it's not like he's doing an extra 50% of your life bar damage, but I think it's a significant situation. So it's like, that's perfect. It's not changing the way the game is played, although you can sit there as Abigail and charge it in the neutral, and if your character doesn't have like an EX reversal or something invincible to get by it, that might pose problems for you, but Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's so overpowered that that that's just going to be the way... Abigail players use it. I think that's a gimmick uh, that people you can, will figure out. You can throw it. You know, it's if you time it correctly, you can throw him right out of it. Right. So it's it's hard to time, uh, especially if he he you know messes it up. But there is an option to counter uh, mm-hmm. the thing unless he gets you on like a complete medium blockable, and then you can delay your wake up and kind of not get in that scenario. And even if he gets you in that scenario, it's usually not as devastating as V Trigger One used to be, where that mm-hmm. was doing you know still four hundred damage I think or something like that. Like I still think this does the same, but it's a little harder for him to set that up basically. Sure. And so I I just think that I want to highlight here with all the crap that I've talked about Abigail and his design, I think that this is maybe 90% of what a a V-trigger should be for a character. And I think Capcom has hit the nail on the head with how they've done V-trigger 2 Abigail as he exists right now. And I haven't seen V-trigger 1 put into play. Almost all the Abigails I've run into since the patch have all used V-trigger 2. And I'm like... That's cool. I'm glad to see that they're hmm. they're using this. Um, I'm glad to see that that one they're still playing the character. And yes, he doesn't have as much dumb stuff to just like I get to get in and I hope this works. And if it doesn't, well then I I have a lot of life, which I think they reduced his stun to 1,000, mm-hmm. which is a dumb thing. For, you don't expect a character like Abigail, this huge hulking character, to have regular ass stun. I think that's yeah. dumb. Um, I think he should have these things, and I think he should have to be balanced around the, the fact that he's a big old brawler. But that aside, I think what you're going to see with the character now, with these, with all these other nerfs that we haven't necessarily talked too much about, 
is that he's going to have to methodically get his way in. It's like uh, the Itabashi way of playing, where he's mm-hmm. he's going to be doing a lot of crouching, a lot of waiting, a lot of inching forward. That's not all that fun, but that's the traditional grappler, brawler kind of thing. And then once he's in, he plays his game. Mm-hmm. But for those that were just doing... I'm Abigail and I'm spending life to get in and I don't even care because the reward is way better than the risk. Those days are over and I think that's a good look for Street Fighter V in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there, there were a lot of nerfs to the character and I think if we talk about that, we'll be here all day because I could talk about it forever. But just kind of on the point of V-Trigger 1 being nerfed and, and Abigail players using Trigger 2 now, um, I think just all of the nerfs that he got, you know, coupled with the V-Trigger 1 specific nerfs, it's such a, a shock to the system where it's like, again you just can't play this character the way you used to. And that could be a good thing. I mean, it, it's definitely a good thing because, you know, of all the salt that it generated and all that. But it's it's pretty much like taking, you know, your favorite character, your main character, and just going, nope, everything you used to do before, it's gone. You can't do it now, so figure it out. So it's kind of a starting from scratch, essentially. Uh, and I think V-Trigger 2 used to be uh, seen as more of a gimmick because a lot of people used it as... I'm going to charge it from full screen and just try to get in. Oh, that didn't work. Okay, I'm going back to V-Trigger 1 now. Uh, And so now it's more of a, again, it's promoting the exploration of this V-Trigger where you're trying to find different ways to use it. And again, honestly, there are some setups and some combos and he can do some old school Abigail stuff with that V-Trigger. I mean, he can get a clean jump in and get like 500 damage and stuff like that, like, or more. It's, he could still do some pretty hardcore stuff. It's pretty specific, but again, there's that potential for it as well. Yeah. So you guys, where do you put him? Oh, yeah, ahead, I was John. actually going to ask the same thing. Where do you where do you have him right now in terms of of where he's ended up at power wise? It doesn't have to be specific, but any thoughts on his tier ranking now? Yeah, uh, I I have him probably like lower mid tier right now. Uh, again, I think this is a, a reconstruction of the character that's going to have to happen where people are just going to have to figure out some new stuff. There's still juice left in the character, but again, it's very much a flipping on, on its head and just trying to figure out these new ways. I think they're there, but I just wonder how many people who used to play Abigail are going to really, you know, take the time to figure that out when, again, there's there's other top tiers to work with now. Um, and so that's kind of where I have him right now. I think we'll still see him here and there. Um, and you might have, a, you know, a player like Itabashi Zangief who does well with him still. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be, you know, more few and far between. So, Makes sense. Do you think that he's still a viable character? <sighs> that's, that's a rough one for me personally. Again, what I've been feeling lately, it's like... I think he's still viable. I'm just kind of questioning the the incentive to make him viable. Again, it's like, you know, you look at Itabashi Zangief, he even said pretty early on in Season 4, like, hey, I'm going to go back to Zangief and play him, you know, 60% and then Abigail 40%. So I think Abigail's just going to be more of a kind of a, a backup character or like a pocket character. Like, okay, I can use him for this matchup. I think this works pretty well. But uh, again, I think there might be, you know, more of a, a appeal to playing other characters and, and maining other characters. All right. So next up, we've got Akuma. And John, what do you what do you think about Akuma's changes in season four? I think that Akuma has, uh, he was normalized a bit. I don't think that he's really been nerfed in the same sense that you would say someone like Cammy was nerfed. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the changes for him essentially saw some uh, extended hurt boxes. So like when he starts up his fireball, for instance, it's easier to hit him. 
um, when he's beginning that. His EX Demon Flip slide, it went from plus two to minus two. And I don't think that even Akuma... Exactly. And I don't (laughs) think that even Akuma, as the rest of the Street Fighter community breathes a sigh of relief, they go, yeah, that's probably okay. Like, we have plenty of other stuff to go around. Uh, If we lose that, it's not the biggest deal in the world. And, and it makes sense that like a move that can that tracks you can cross up can do a whole bunch of other stuff and then ultimately can go low on the other side shouldn't also be plus get yeah. out of here with Jeez. that so it's a lot of his changes oh, that's the most extreme example but a lot of his changes just kind of fall into that same category of this needed to happen and not even Akuma players are too worried about it mm-hmm. a little bit of nerfing to his damage. Um, on a few moves and such but overall i I reached out to samurai um and he's one of the absolute best akuma players around especially in the u.s and he said his his response was was fairly short but he essentially just said yeah i still think he's the best character in the game um he got a few little nerfs and that's just about it (laughs) i I can read it i think akuma is slightly weaker but he is still number one that was his response um and so and, and yeah that's that's about where it's at he still has you know all of the akuma things that you would want um but and and he's still gonna be there and i think that people are pretty much fine we've talked about akuma being like the character that's going to be one of the best almost every time and that's just what people expect he's still there um we're happy to see the nerfs that he did get so it's like he's still within you know beatable reaching distance but overall still a force to be reckoned with and um and ultimately i think that this will lead to less salty stuff and and more earned wins in in a few instances and i think that was that's a thread that I see kind of going through a lot of these changes as I look at them. I think that's what Capcom had more in mind. Yeah, I compare Akuma like he was making $5 billion a month, like before in season <laughs> 3.5, and now he's making $4.8 billion a month. And it's like, look, if you're crying about that, you've got some serious issues, so you don't get to complain. You know, that's just, it's not fair, but yeah. Yeah, so if we're if we're putting it in that one change format, I guess I would highlight the negative two thing, but I would highlight that as... This is kind of the general feel for how the character was changed in general. Just a few little things where stuff that was just too much, you go, okay, let's tone that down a little bit because that's where it should have been already. But nothing that's going to make the character play much differently. It's more like he's going to be doing the same combos and they might not kill every time. Yeah, and I feel like I'm actually seeing people, you know, we were on social media all the time. I feel like uh, I'm seeing more people experimenting with V-Trigger 2 as well, uh, with it being, you know, uh, the main uh, trait of it is that you can cancel special moves into each other and get some more combos. I'm starting to see some some tech videos kind of going out there. So I do wonder if maybe these changes are kind of getting people to, you know, uh, branch out a little bit more and, and start experimenting more with V-Trigger 2, which I feel is kind of the theme of Season 4 right now. It's a lot of, you know, these characters got changes now, let's kind of revisit the stuff that we maybe didn't see before. Yeah, I I think that fireball nerf he had is pretty significant in that regard, where he's getting less of his insane fireball pressure off of Mm V-Trigger 1, and I think now people are looking at, well, that's not cheap enough, give me something that's even cheaper, more dirty, so let's see what this V-Trigger 2 has to offer, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) go from there, because that's that's how you play Akuma, that's the mindset you have to have, is like, I need the dirtiest character in the game, I need to not have to work as hard as everyone else, what does this character have for me, and yeah, and you can send all your hate mail to Dream King (laughs) at Event Hub's (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you're you're talking about the um the way that it consumes more v gauge when you use it yeah 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 yeah. um, v trigger one specifically uh the the air fireballs the double air fireballs take up uh more v gauge so Mm -hmm. 
All right, so uh, next up we have Alex, and that's a character I actually reached out to Majin Tenshinhan, um, our tournament coverage specialist, Nick, uh, much easier to say there, and and the surprise answer I got from him was actually Alex's EX Air Knee Smash. That's uh, where he jumps up at you with his knee, um, and he said that's hands down the best uh, improvement that Alex got. And, and what it actually does now is it actually hits standing opponents. It whiffs on people who are crouching, so you need to confirm that your opponent's standing to get this, but... Um, it's uh, after it lands, he ends up closer to the opponent, giving him better Okazemi, which is something Alex badly wants. It does less damage now, 20 less damage, and it lost some invincibility, but it still works as an AA attack and kind of, you can use it the same as before, just a little less effective. Um, so what you do is you land that, uh, you can land it off of lights now, uh, you can land it off of, uh, his, his main confirm from it is stand medium punch, stand light kick, and then the EX air smash. Wow. And then you dash in right afterwards, and it's your plus four. So the opponent has to guess if you're going to go for a power bomb or if you're going to do again a standing medium punch uh it's going to blow up um any kind of uh, uh three frame jab uh it's very very good and so he doesn't get it off of everything now like he you know he could still do like his uh, flash chop he could you know do that for damage and stuff but he doesn't get the oki off it so he's making a conscientious choice to see you standing up and then to get more pressure on you which alex badly 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 wants mm-hmm. um so in talking with nick nick does seem to not um be as enthused about a lot of changes as some other people do um uh, i i'm hearing i'm hearing alex is you know a bit better but i also kind of agree that he's not a lot better um again being able to sp- uh, to cancel this off of lights and confirm into it like a will combo fully means that he could be poking and playing in neutral and, and be on the defensive and all of a sudden change the entire flow of a match because now he's got oki pressure on you and again you just do not want to be in oki situations against alex uh so uh, a typical combo form um, standing medium punch standing like kick yeah knee is actually 208 damage just to give people an idea of that it's pretty good um so yeah this is a big buff that i saw from that that people are sleeping on you know he got some changes to v trigger too he got a, a few other things um but this is really the the money maker for him well and his power bomb range is better too right so and even if he's not as close at least on his um his ex it does more damage and it has more range i yeah i okay so the the damage is definitely there i've spoken with nick about the range stuff and he's like that is the biggest bs i've ever heard in my life he's like that is they did not approve the range they're like i I, again nick is very adamant about some uh, changes that come up and stuff and and he swears the range is not better even in the slightest like he's like that's bull crap you know and so that was that was his thoughts i i I saw it too and i'm like oh that's great you know like that's exactly what alex wants more damage and more range and and he's like no so um so yeah (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to add that I, I like with the, the EX knee there that, um, you know, getting that Oki and stuff, it, it costs a bar of meter to do it. Mm-hmm. And so he gets such a, a good um, position there with being plus four and all of that, that it feels fair. It's like, you know, hey, he has to waste the meter to get that. But when he does, he gets a really good advantage from it. And he can't just, you know, keep doing that over and over. He's going to waste his meter and resources. It's just it's a good design choice, in my opinion, on, on Capcom's part there. Yeah. You noted that the EX knee is not as good of an anti-air anymore. It's less invincible, um, yeah. Yeah, but that's because I think that... And, and here's another thread that I've really appreciated in going back through and looking at these notes and seeing... Whenever I can see 
uh, a very clear intended purpose, um, either for a move or for a sequence or for the general direction of a character, I go, thank you. Like, that's what I want to see more of. And I'm seeing a lot of that in these patch notes. So with that move, you can see that the intended purpose was, let's make this um, a possible combo ender that gives him Oki with the cost, the, the, the risk, and, and the cost is that he has to spend meter for it, but he gets to follow up further afterwards. Like, that's cool. That makes sense. And that's like a decision that Alex players are going to have to make in the middle of the match. And, and you know, they can really adjust and, and, and make their game plan. Now, they've reduced it as an anti-air, but they gave him standing heavy punch. I think it might be back heavy punch. But if you look, I think that's the first change. He says, added a hitbox that will only hit airborne, airborne opponents on nine frame of the... So the ninth frame of the move, that... Standing heavy punch is a really good anti-air. Now it takes nine frames to to get there, but it it's almost hitting cross up um, at, at this point. Like if you try to cross him up, so that's gonna I think be more of his anti-air situation is to use that move as opposed to the ex knee smash. And and one of the things that that I remember Combo Fiend talking about during development was to have a specific purpose for every normal for every move. And it seems like we're, we're getting a clearer picture of what Alex is kind of supposed to or intended to do with these moves. And I think that that's good on Capcom for, for directing it that way. I'll also give one shout out here to V-Trigger 2. It's still very heavily under underutilized uh, here um, by a lot of Alex players. I don't see it. Um, watching Rotba, uh, he's a European Alex player. He's he's very solid. Um, I saw him using V-Trigger 2, and you get two free mix-ups with it. I do recommend exploring that a little bit more. Um, and then uh, I'll also mention just with the EX Ernie Smash, only hitting uh, standing opponents. Playing Vega in Season 1, I got used to only doing certain combos when people were standing. And that it's a pretty significant trade-off because you have to really be conscientious of of just where you're at spacing wise and just what your opponent's doing pretty much at all times to get the setup. So it's very much uh, if you've got the execution with Alex and the reactions, it's really really good. But you are gonna have to put in some work to get this too. It's not a it's not a free thing. Um, man, is it so frustrating to have a combo whiff on someone and then you get punished because they were they're crouching down basically. Um, so it can it can definitely be yeah. a thing. So, but uh, John, you've got you've got Balrog. Uh, what are you what Balrog. are you seeing with him? Okay, so the biggest thing I think for this character was the um, a buff to his EX dash straight, which that was one of his strongest moves to begin with. But I'm not upset about it because it's not that he can just do the move even more willy nilly now. It's about when he gets the hit. He can con he can um, translate that into more damage or better situations because. Um, if you V-Skill V skill cancel, which is a little turnaround, after a successful EX dash straight, you're plus three. So, and then that's Balrog in your face, plus three. Now, that's off of him already hitting you with it, and he spent, just similar to Alex, he spent the resource. So, if he's just out there throwing it around willy-nilly, that's one thing, um, and I wouldn't be happy if he could just do that. But it's more about when he gets that touch, and then he, he can continue things on further. And I like that for a character like this. If you had to give him buffs, which <laughs> I have a hard time with Balrogs to begin with, so I'm not like too excited about it, but I still think that this is a fair kind of change. I actually reached out to Brian F., who's a very, very smart Balrog player, one of the best here in the uh, in the U.S. And um, he says that uh, he feels like the character might have gotten um, a little bit better, but maybe also got worse just because the characters that he already had a hard time with, like Zangief and Fong, 
have gotten better. So that might change things up for him in, in, in that respect. But um, this it's obviously a welcome change that, that he's got more utility off of a successful hit with EX uh, Rush Punch. He says that uh, they didn't give him any more defensive options, and so that kind of sucks. But uh, but overall, it's like he he feels like it's more of a lateral movement in general for this character. So, and and I don't I don't see why Capcom felt like the need to give Balrog uh, more. You know, like like we talked about Nika, Mika and Nikali earlier. They didn't really feel the need to give those characters more. I mean, I guess they gave Nikali something, but it's it was completely whatever. Um, it wasn't like he gets to convert to more damage off of a successful hit like this is. And I think that Balrog probably should have fallen in that category as well, because I don't think he was really lacking. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, this is kind of what, what changed up. So so if he hits you, he's even scarier. Um, but otherwise, he's just about the same as where he was. And um, he's probably still in like the, the upper mid, I would say, kind of portion of the tier list. Yeah, I see, I see him being in a similar spot. I, I don't see any kind of big changes. Smug has done well with them. You've seen a handful of, of Balrog players do some kind of things. And I again, he's one of those characters I think that heavily benefits when you're already pretty good and, and most of the people above you get hit fairly hard. That's going to bump you up, you know, a good ways up the list. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where he ends up. Um, I always have a fear of Balrog as a Monot player. Uh, that character is really hard to deal with. Um I think he's got a number of very good matchups. I, I, I don't think he's wanting for a lot, and I don't think he needed much. Uh, so we'll see where he ends up here in Season 4, but I, I think he just kind of got better by uh, addition by everyone else's subtraction. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm always scared of Balrog anyway, even though I don't even he's not like particularly too bad for my characters, but he's just so explosive that it's mm-hmm. like one wrong move and, and that's it. It's kind of over, and yeah, he always scares me anyway. <laughs> He was, well, and, and also we kind of were shocked, not on his initial release, but he was a black eye in season mm-hmm. two, you know, mm-hmm. on the game because of how stupid his V-Trigger was yeah. and how just brain dead he could just go at it and mash your face on the stick and it would probably go your way. And um, and so, yeah, he's, he's not quite that much. There's still a lot of that type of play seen online, but it doesn't work as much as it, right. as it used to, and that's the good mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so next up, I've got Birdie. Uh, I was watching a lot of footage of Trashbox, who's the number one overall uh, player in Street Fighter V online. Uh, I noticed he was doing a new combo, and the new combo is jump heavy kick, um, stand heavy kick, stand medium punch, and then medium hanging chain, and that was one of the buffs that he actually got, is now that stand medium punch can combo into um, the hanging chain, which is, you know, it's, it's not quite a command grab because it can be comboed into, right? But it's a it's a grab he does, he throws out his chain and swings it around. Uh, and the reason to do this is actually a damage upgrade. Uh, the traditional ja- damage here for jump heavy kick, stand medium punch, and then the zonk knuckle is 250. Uh, and zonk is like the bullhorn where he flies at you, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, what you see all the bunch. The hanging chain does 272 damage. So, so you're getting, you know, 22 more damage off of that, which is pretty solid. Um, now, this throws the opponent really far, uh, which can be a good or bad thing, I think, depending on the matchup for Birdie. Uh, if you want to be close to people, not so much. Uh, there's r- no real Oki at all off of it. He looks to be negative on everything I could see, even in the corner. Uh, but this does give him basically another form of higher meterless damage. I don't have to spend anything, and I get 20 more damage. Uh, plus, mm-hmm. it's off of a standing medium punch, which is one of Birdie's main buttons, increasing the total functionality of it just a little bit, right? It's it's another one of those, oh, okay, nice. Like, he's got a little bit more going for him, uh, especially in light that he got actually quite a few nerfs. Um, but more on those here in a second. Um, the EX Hanging Chain, which is, you know, just a souped-up version, it does, in the same combo I was talking about before, 290 damage. 
damage. Can combo from full range on stand medium punch. Uh, it has dash up Oki afterwards. Um, it beats three frame normals, for example. Um, but that was all previously there in season uh, before season four. So it's really all Capcom was doing is is I think kind of throwing birdie players a little bit of a bone and saying, yeah, we're kind of hitting your character a, a good bit. Here's some other stuff to kind of make up for for that. But um, I think he's overall a good bit worse of a character. Um, I will add that his bowl slider, that's where he slides on his stomach and hits with his head, is definitely better. They give it more range, um, it, more utility, but it's still something that's just very matchup and move specific. You're not going to see birdie players doing it all the time. Uh, it's too way too punishable and just not that great. Um, so I kind of went back to the drawing board with the character. I'm like, that's it? That's all I can find? Like... I, I want more, like, I want to tell our listeners, like, something more, like, you know, they have to look forward to with Birdie besides, oh, yeah, you basically got nerfed. So I started looking around, and I went back to V-Trigger 2, and I searched through most of the top-end Birdie players online, uh, and I noticed only about 20% of them are using V-Trigger 2 right now. Uh, and But that's still something, because you almost never saw V-Trigger uh, 2, except as, like, kind of a shenanigan, I'm going to pull this out here and see if people can be caught off guard by it. And that's actually what I'm seeing with it online right now. And a lot of the matches that people are playing they're like what is this you know is this omega mode or, or something like that like <laughs> people are really flipping out about it um so v trigger 2 now is two bars uh, you can juggle with the low chain version of it a little bit more uh it's they eased up the juggle count on it there's some new possibilities um it's not the best vote of confidence when I, when a bunch of birdie players are mostly sticking with V-Trigger 1. I still think it's probably the better one. Uh, that's why I led with the other changes I mentioned here. Um, but it's still something. I, I hope people kind of experiment with a little bit more. There's some possibilities there. Um, very few people, even top-end players, know how to counter it You know, like and know it in and out. But again, if I had to go back to something, it would be, hey, standing medium punch, it's more effective uh, because of the hanging chain. That's a pretty good upgrade when you get one of your best buttons in the entire game. Um, uh, upgrade it a little bit. You know, It's not a great upgrade, but it's still something. It's like, hey, I'll, I'll take that. So, All right. And next up is Steven. You have Blanca. Yes. Um, so Blanca, uh, one of the changes that I found actually uh, really excited me because uh, I believe I did a story back in the day uh, with potential changes that I'd like to see to Blanca. And one of them was targeting his V skill, uh, the launcher attack called Wild Lift, um, because basically uh, I always felt it was a little bit too specific on how you combo into it. Uh, you basically only get it off of a standing heavy punch or you can get like a counter hit crouching medium kick. It was kind of kind of situational to combo into it and it was usually more for like punishes or if you can get it, you know, in the footsie game and stuff like that. Um, and so they didn't really change how you combo into it, but what they did give it was um, you can cancel uh, Wild Lift into special moves now, which is pretty awesome honestly because now it's there's more damage potential on the on, on the table there's um you know new mix-ups and things like that uh which is really great uh now it's basically uh or before you would have to hit the wild lift and then you'd kind of wait a tick and then either go for like a standing heavy punch and then you know do the the hop forward to kind of mix the opponent up or you get like uh, as a combo ender like a, a medium kick uh, up ball essentially, and it was kind of like yeah okay cool you know I can maybe combo into super also which again comboing up ball into super is is like that was already kind of hard to do anyway so it just felt like you didn't get as much of a return as you wanted if you say you know did a shimmy and then landed it uh, but now you can combo into the uh, in the corner you can combo into light kick rainbow ball which uh, opens up new uh, potential here you get more damage. I think if you did, um, 
a like jump heavy punch, standing heavy punch into wild lift, and then just did up ball, you would get about 294 damage in the corner. Now, if you throw in the um, oh sorry, if you throw in the light kick rainbow ball and then do a uh, a beast ball, now you get uh, 326 damage, and that's meter. Okay. So oh wow, yeah. So you're you're getting more damage there, and then there's also follow ups with meter. If you do an ex up ball, you're gonna get 356 now from a jump in combo. Uh, so there's a lot more there. Uh, and I'm already seeing some Blanca players, you know, uh, using this kind of mid-screen and canceling the wild lift into uh, a light punch beast ball, and then they can get a jab after and reset. And so there's mm. a lot of different things here, and um, it just kind of opens the doors up for different things because uh, if you use like V Trigger Two, you can do something like you know hit the wild lift, uh, do EX Rainbow Ball, hit them, and then combo up into the. Uh, you know, the directional electric beast balls that he does and get even more damage there. Um, uh, so he basically... Let me, does, oh, yeah, let me just ask, like, this sounds like he has a ton more utility off of this move now. Mm -hmm. it, okay, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah and, it's... It's really good. Okay, mm -hmm. and even, like... I think they reduced a lot of the damage and stun output and, and gave him more legitimate utility, mm -hmm. which is an interesting call. I think it might be good. Yeah, and they reduced damage on stuff, like, I believe, like, um, in V-Trigger 1, they reduced, like, damage on, like, Thunder, Electric Thunder, and, and different moves, I think, Beast Ball as well. But the good thing is with V-Trigger 1, they also reduced it down to two bars. So now you're getting it a lot sooner and that gives you access to you know projectile invincible beast ball uh, and some different things there and coupled with the wild lift now you're getting a lot more combo potential there um, being able to combo into uh, the rainbow ball is just awesome it's like hmm. you get positioning you get follow-ups it's it just makes him that tr much more trickier and it's just it's again i was pretty excited to kind of dive into this change uh, i was looking over his his change list, I'm like, ah, oh, what did he get? You know, there's different things to V-Trigger and stuff. But when I saw that one and, and kind of jumped in the lab and started experimenting with it, uh, I was like, okay, there's there's actually quite a bit of potential here. Uh, and watching, like, Wolfgang play Blanca, he gets a lot of... Uh, he kind of makes you antsy and hit buttons and he'll walk out of your range and hit standing heavy punch, convert into wild lift, go in with a beast ball or a rainbow ball, and then he kind of starts the damage there or he gets the beast ball in and starts the mix-ups. So there's, if you land that now, there's a lot more you can do with it as opposed to just, you know, hmm. hey, I'm going to get an up ball after this. Um, and which I really like this change too because it also gives him a more consistent uh, combo into critical art. Again, if you're doing a max damage punish in, uh, punish in the past, it's, you know, do the wild lift weight and then do, you know, up ball into super, which can be a tricky cancel because you're doing a, an upward, you know, charge. He's hitting the opponent upward, they're flying up, and you're trying to hit a horizontal moving super after it, essentially. And they don't fall into it like, you know, say a Guile doing flash kick into his super. Uh, but now you do, you know, in the corner, you're getting light kick rainbow ball. Then you get a, a, any version of beast ball, and then you can combo into super from there. It's more damage. It's consistent. Uh, you stay on the same side. It's it's just overall that change, I feel like, is going to... It's something you want to look out for. It's something you definitely want to test out and add it to your, your arsenal because... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of potential for that one. So, Stephen, let me let me ask you this: you you played Blanca a decent bit previously. Mm -hmm. Where did you have him in season three, three point five uh, overall on the tiers? Like, where would you say he was at? Yeah, I felt he was pretty much on the lower end. Um, he had some good, like he he had some tricky stuff, but again, it always kind of came back to me as it just wasn't that consistent. Like, you can get people kind of off guard, but it, he just felt like he always kind of came up short, in my opinion. Um, and now I think, you know, with season four, the changes that he got here, it's like now he's kind of making stuff more 
he's making stuff count a lot more now when he gets those hits. And then again, you have something like V Trigger 1, which is it's the one that usually goes underutilized because people like V Trigger 2 a lot. Um, but now it's you're getting that, you know, with two bars. You're getting that much sooner. And now he's got more ways in because, again, you have Projectile Invincible Beast Ball. Uh, you get some good combos there, good damage. And I think this is going to help him move up a bit. Uh, I, I hope this makes him more consistent because, again, it's just... It always felt like he kind of came up short in, in the past. And it was just like, yeah, he's fun. But then there's just too much to shut him down. Uh, and, you know, you'll get some wild stuff out there. And, you know, you'll you'll get some wins. But it just felt like, again, he kind of lacked that consistency. Uh, and now I'm hoping these changes kind of help that out. You know, um, this they they've done a lot to this character. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with um, with as much as you've just laid out here, and then patch notes continue even after that. I played Casablanca for maybe five or six games yesterday, mm-hmm. and it felt like he was playing. Um, now he's probably a more methodical and thought out Blanca player than you're going to normally encounter online. But we were playing a lot of footsies, and mm-hmm. and that's something that you don't necessarily see a ton with Blanca. And he was like you were saying, he was canceling it into the V skill a lot, and and when he was successful, and it's like that's something that's i'm really happy to see mm-hmm. blanca able to play footsies and encouraged to play footsies and it seems like we'll have to see what actually happens with all these changes but it seems like they're pushing him in a direction where he plays a more honest legit game than we're kind of used to blanca playing yeah. and that would be amazing now with this many changes i'm immediately scared because mm-hmm. that's a lot of shaking and bacon a lot of potential um, you know, room for him to really fall off or really get too good. Mm-hmm. But so far, it's felt okay. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'll cautiously move forward with this. Blanca is definitely a character that I'm kind of afraid about for the reasons I just laid out there. But so far, so good. Mm-hmm. It seems like they might have done a pretty good job with a character that is not easy to to try to bring into the fold in, in, in a viable way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and, and just kind of with his changes too, I don't feel like anything jumps out as like super like, hey, I can jump in and just kind of use this and abuse it and, and just, you know, steamroll people. Uh, even with the, the wild lift change, it's like you still have to find the openings and land it properly because, again, you're, you're getting it off of standing heavy punch only or, you know, counter hit crouching medium kick. It's it's not super easy to land, but if you can kind of make your opponent throw out some buttons and, and you know, move out of their range like, you know, these top end Blanca players are doing, now he's making it hurt a lot more and getting more opportunity when he actually lands it. So now he becomes more scary. And again, it's it's not like a, you know, you're not going to jump in there and start spamming, you know, wild lift left and right because it's punishable. It's, you know, you can't confirm into it super easy. But when you do, now it counts. Now it counts a lot more. And that's, again, that to me tells me that character gets a bit more consistent with that. So. All right, so moving on, next we have Cammy. John, what are, what are your thoughts on her? Out of the Bs into the mm. Cs. Um, <laughs> I think that it's no secret that Cammy was probably the most complained about character in season, uh, in season three. At least it started that way. Abigail gave her a run for her money later on when people saw how much she was doing. But, but she was the one that has been amongst the top tiers and never got nerfed and maybe even got a buff to the point where we were making jokes about it. Mm-hmm. And... I think that she, so she definitely went through the ringer in terms of nerfs, and she probably got a little bit too much uh, in the way of, of getting nerfed than she needed to. That said, it's it's not really a thing. I think she went from maybe the best to, to still top 10, mm-hmm. and I think that's fine. Uh, it, it might deter Cami players from playing her, but you know what, like... If that just means that we're getting other characters, like uh, in the case of maybe Alex Myers, maybe he he goes away from Cammy and plays more Sakura. I don't think that's a bad thing either. 
you know, because we'll see more uh, variety because she was by far the most commonly used character by uh, by people that were winning and people that weren't winning. And so specifically, I think maybe her biggest change or the one that we're seeing talked about the most is, um, well, overall, I think Capcom went for a couple of different things, one of them being her pressure and her crouching light punch being, uh, was it plus one or plus two? Plus two, two yeah. Uh, plus two for crouching light punch and so you could just spam it and then you were always afraid of everything else because if she she could convert into the hits and so that's a big part of why take the throw became a thing for street fighter 5 where and and what that essentially means what that echoes what it says to people is don't play the the game just block and take the throw because it's so heavily in cammy's favor if you don't do that that it's just worth it to take for sure damage and get thrown and try to get out of the situation. And um, and that's not a good look. So they took that from being plus two, they made it minus two. So that's a pretty big deal, right? It, I'm, let me double check, make sure that's the case, it's not zero. But Oh no, I'm sorry, yeah, it's zero. zero. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Plus two to zero. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Still a significant nerf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's two whole frames where, where she's not able to do as much. Um, She's got a, her standing light kick has three more frames of recovery on whiff. And so, you know, she's, she's not able to just kind of toss it out there as much. I think the, the same exact sort of change happened to Ibuki as well. And then, and then they also nerfed Cammy's V reversal. They, and that, that was a really good reversal. It got her out of the corner. Um, and now if you block it, it's instead of minus four, it's minus six. So if you find yourself close enough, you can get a full medium punch or medium kick combo usually. Uh, and, and so she's going to be, she's still kind of zany and that she's going to be moving around real fast. Um, her pressure is nerfed. The fact that V or that crush counters do 1.2 times damage now is, uh, is a big deal for her with having as little, um, life. And now her stun is reduced from 950 to 900. So she's, she's feeling the pain a lot more. They really came at Cammy from all mm-hmm. angles. And again, I don't think that like like she was definitely really strong in everywhere. And so even even with this many hits, she's still I think a top ten sort of character. Um, her damage and her stun output has been reduced in a lot of different moves. Uh, just overall regulated down a little bit, but still like I say in the top ten. And I reached out for uh, for commentary to uh, Alex Myers, and uh, he said that she's definitely been buffed too much in the past, but. He said that I'd rather I'd rather them take away the busted stuff and leave the things that I was used to doing over the last three years or so. Um, I think referring to the crouching light punch uh, kind of <laughs> kind of um, nerf that she got there. He says they didn't even revert the distance on block back to where it was. So now it's zero, but it's also like pushing her far away. Or, and, and so he thinks that that was a little bit too much. Uh, but he says that. Overall, I think that Cammy's still in the top 8 to 10 range. She's still a good character, but her jab being nerfed, her stun going down, and the universal damage buff um, against opponents doing her wake-up EXDP makes her feel more suspect than ever. And he says, I think that you really will need a secondary if you want to make Cammy work consistently in Street Fighter 4. And that's coming from a player that's been playing her for a long time, seen decent tournament success, and you know that he, he knows what he's talking about. So overall, I don't think anybody's upset about what happened to Cammy. It's again in that what we were talking about Akuma players being like, yeah, that makes sense. More or less that's Cammy, maybe to a, a slightly greater extent, but I think she'll still be around. It's just that you have to think more. You have to uh, weigh out the risks and rewards more. And I think that that's ultimately a good thing. I think the more of that that's in the game, the better. All right, moving along, we have Chun-Li. 
And when I was looking over her change list, she was another character that did not have a lot going for her in terms of, of buffs that she got. Um, it kind of felt like maybe, you know, the Balrog scenario we talked about before where uh, here's some stuff, but yeah, you're not going to get a lot more. Um, what she did get is more mid-range control. Her stand medium kick, crouching medium kick, and heavy fireball are all better now. Um, the crouching medium kick has a reduced, reduced hitbox. Um, standing medium kick has increased damage by 10. And then the heavy fireball went from negative 2 to negative 1 um, on block. And so that's all good. That stuff helps her out a little bit more uh, with maintaining mid-range control. But Street Fighter V is not a game where mid-range control is going to win you a lot of matches, right? Uh, it Well, it hasn't traditionally. Yeah, been. it's... It's yeah. nice to see that they worked on that, and I'm glad you know we do need more mid-range control characters in this game. I have talked about that quite a bit. Um, I just I really don't feel like it, it did enough there. But on the other end of things, she did get a new V skill move, um, and I've been seeing this a bit, but not a ton. Uh, I went in to watch a lot of ch uh, top Chun Li players. This is a big beefy kick off of her V skill jump. Um, uh, it it just it it really packs a punch there or, or a kick. Um, but anyway, uh, it can give her some serious Oki. Um, she can actually end up like a, on a perfect scenario, I think, with V-Trigger 1 and like a fireball setup. Like she can end up plus 27, plus mm -hmm. 27. And I'm like, OK, I saw that and I'm like, wow, like people have got to be using this like up and down and left and right. Like, why would you not be using this? And um, I'm seeing I again, I watch quite a bit of footage and I'm not seeing a lot of Chun-Li players use this. It's it's there. They're using it. They're getting good Oki, but basically you're sacrificing uh, the Okazemi um, uh, ability for damage um, with this move. So, so if you use this move, you get really good Oki on it. Um, you don't get as max damage as you basically could have, at least with the setups I'm seeing so far. And this is, again, the top-ranked Chun-Li players. So... I look at this and I go, okay, this character, she, she, she moves the needle very slightly, you know, like I think she was, um, okay. So she was 23rd before in our tiers in December on event hubs. I put her right now on about the 15 to 20 range. There's a very minor shift up. And I think if anything benefited her the most, it was actually, again, the top tiers getting nerfed versus anything she really got. Um, I'm, I, I I see the footage, and if you told me uh, outside of the new V-Skill move that that was season 3.5 Chun-Li, I go, yeah, that looks exactly like 3.5 Chun-Li. I, I don't even see a difference at all. And, and, I mean, you would be hard-pressed outside of that move to notice a difference with most of the matches that I'm seeing out there. So, again, I do give Capcom props. I want more mid-range control. She can do that a little bit better. She definitely can, and I do want to see people exploring that a little bit more. That kind of style of play and approach, it does take time. It's not something that, you know, you see those changes on the patch list and, like, you instantly have those skills and it's great and it's perfect. You're going to start using those more because they're better, but just not that much better than she was before. Now, here's this, though. If you read through these patch notes, you're going to see a, a commonly recurring note that says, uh, like, heavy punch, heavy moves most of the time, and I think on a, a, a few medium moves more like minus two on whiff M more minus on whiff by usually about two frames or like we talked about with akuma and his fireballs uh hurt box extended forward they are really making a conscious effort to make this game more uh, a shift toward the neutral i'm not going to say it's neutral centric but it's a shift toward the neutral game mm -hmm. uh, pair that with the recent um redu reduction in input lag and i think that 
a character like Chun-Li, who has always been, you know, with long reaching limbs and uh, and relatively quick and, and, and some decent dash speed, she's been one to control the mid-range. Um, and, and I think that not only did she get the, the buffs that John was just talking about, but the game moved maybe just slightly, maybe significantly in her favor. Mm-hmm. More into the arena that she plays in, and I think that might be part of it. And so I think that Chun Li is a candidate for top or upper mid tier, I should say, maybe just outside of that top ten, maybe just breaking that top ten. Now hmm. we'll see how things play out. But it is the kind of thing that is not going to be apparent immediately. It's going to be something that Chun Li players have to really figure out with these new hurt boxes, where they can begin pushing buttons at the certain ranges, um, and and how they can manipulate this, uh, you know, the the Oki off of her her new v skill things of that sort but i would i would reserve final judgment for a little while on this because of the nature of the changes of the game in general and pair that with how she's changed i think that it might be more significant than the paper makes it look like mm-hmm. and john you mentioned that um you know it feels like capcom is kind of making a, a conscious effort to move this game towards a little bit more of like a neutral type of play uh, and I think if you look at somebody, a character like Kage, which again is the, you know, he's the latest uh, season four character or the first season four character, um, that character has normals that are pretty stubby, honestly, but he gets a lot from kind of standing outside of your range and, and whiff punishing. And it feels more like a traditional whiff punishing as opposed to the, the wish punishing or the prediction type of stuff that we've experienced in the past with this game. And both you and I have played that character. And even in our sets, it's like a lot of waiting outside our range, trying to punish a sweep and, you know, converting into like crouching medium kick uh, into a Tatsu and getting damage and positioning and stuff. It, it definitely feels a little bit more like you're traditional quote-unquote street fighter that people always talk about more of the neutral less of like the the risky you know whatever or less of just spamming a heavy button in hopes of a crush counter it feels a lot more like let me stand outside your range let me kind of bait you to do something and then i'm going to punish you and go in and that might be a sign of kind of what's to come with this game where maybe season five potential season six however long the game is going to be supported for maybe at that time we're seeing a larger push into that style of play and then Chun Li becomes, hey, she has all this great, you know, mid-range control. Now this character's a problem. You know, on that note, since it's since it's up like this, I've yes been playing a lot of Kage, and for me, it's all still been for the majority uh, wish punishing. In mm-hmm. that I'm buffering moves at certain ranges where they're not going to hit, but if you extend too far forward with a dash mm-hmm. or a, or a button, um, then it's going to hit you, and then I'll cancel automatically into the Tatsu. And, uh, and that's with like crouching medium punch, standing medium, or crouching medium kick, standing medium punch, even crouching medium punch, all of that stuff. Right. Um, and if I'm feeling extra saucy, then standing heavy punch, which has almost no range. But if you catch that pocket into the, yeah, that's the business. But anyways, mm-hmm. it's still been wish punishing. So I'm like, well, okay, so I'm still playing like that. It seems like it's more rewarding to be wish punishy, but it's still not whiff punishing. Now, uh, Cooperation Cup just happened. And I watched a round with Nuki, and I don't know who his opponent was, but it was two Chun Li's. And that's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't get more traditional, <laughs> the embodiment neutral, of footsies, yeah. third strike, two Chun Li mirrors. And, and there were confirms, it was brilliant. And, and you would see if you watch Cooperation Cup, you know, low forward into DP kind of confirms, and you go, wow, that's like, they really knew that was going to hit. But there was a single round, and, and High Fight clipped it to say, you know, just, he was like, this is an example of footsies. And it was two Chun Li's on the table stage. <laughs> and 
it was uh, 50 seconds, almost 50 seconds of mostly just neutral. And they were whiffing crouching medium kicks like it was their job. And they were, for the <laughs> most part, not punished. It was for them. It was a lot of buffers. It was exactly like what I've been seeing and playing in Street Fighter V with Kage. I was seeing that, and I think maybe it's that rose-colored glasses looking back. It's like, yeah, when we did it, it was all just we saw it, and then we pushed the button and we hit it on purpose. I think I remember the first time I ever heard about footsies was through a uh, was through a juice box footsies introduction video, mm-hmm. and he specifically said it's not that you're seeing the move come out and saying, oh, that's standing medium kick. I'm going to hit it with this move. And then, and no, it's, I think that there's going to be a move here. It's going to behoove me to press this button. And it still comes down to a certain amount of risk reward. It's just that you are able to understand the ranges and and, and be in the right place at the right time. Opportunity favors the prepared more than I'm going to do that. And, and, and so my, I'm going to do this with intent and, and see it and then, and then have it play out from there. So it feels like this game with where it's at right now is really close to what I saw in that particular round in Cooperation mm-hmm. Cup. Not apples to apples, but it feels like it very is, it is very close to that. And characters yeah. like Kage, characters like Chun-Li, characters like Karen, uh, Nikali, all of these like kind of more neutral based, like I have to get something started here first and then play my game uh, are, are going to be significant in I, this I in have this to say, I cannot wait for that headline on Event Hubs. Street Fighter 3, exactly like Street Fighter 5, when it comes to post <laughs> isn't yeah. punishing. That's why I'm talking about it here and not writing a damn article and about it. 1,000 comments and everyone quitting the website for yep. good and all that. Yeah, it's a, it's as you said, it's not apples to apples. There's a there's a difference. It's a Street Fighter 5 version of that, but but yeah, just to clarify. But. Yeah, but there definitely was wish punishing mm-hmm. in what I saw from some of the greatest Street Fighter 3 players in the world. All right, so next up we have Cody. And Cody is a character who I feel like has gotten way better than he was before. And I also thought he was like a pretty decent character in Season 3.5. He used to have a a few issues, not a ton, but a few. uh, And those should no longer be a concern and everyone should be scared. And that would be, uh, he did have a little bit of trouble approaching before in terms of of getting in on the opponent. It wasn't, I thought his zoning was pretty darn good before. um, And and he could get in, you know, his zonk was was plus two. uh, Now it's plus three. Um, His crouch medium kick. Uh, it went from negative two to plus one on block. Um, crouching medium punch has has less pushback, which gives him more combos and more stuff to work with. Stand medium punch, which already has really good range and a good setup and stuff on it. Um, it's got less of a hurt box. It's zero on block. Uh and now you couple that with faster forward walk speed and you start seeing this guy come after you and you start getting scared. And just if he didn't have enough ways to get in, Capcom added another one, uh, EX Tornado. Uh, they call it EX Tornado Sweep. I don't know why because Capcom and their stupid names, but that's his <laughs> fireball tornado. Uh, they decrease the projectile speed. Um, and And so you throw that sucker full screen and you can dash behind it you can walk up behind it and you're plus two on block and that's for one meter so uh if you're struggling to get in just back up go full screen toss an ex tornado and you're probably going to be pretty much point blank on the person right after that and they're going to be in a scenario they do not want to be in 
it really seems like the developers wanted Cody to be a problem this this time around, uh, and I think they were successful. They gave him multiple new tools. Um, I've had the pleasure, uh, haha, pleasure of playing Shazi quite a bit online. That's the fourth ranked overall player in Street Fighter Five. This was in season three point five, um, and so I already thought Cody was underrated. Uh, my goodness, I am scared of this character now. Uh, his frame <laughs> traps and mid range zoning I already thought were very solid. They only got better. Um, uh, my goodness, I, I'm I'm really scared of this guy. Uh, so my advice to Cody players out there would be hold forward more. And if that doesn't work, throw an EX tornado. You're in. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. The only thing that would make him any better is if he could follow that e- slow-moving EX tornado and teleport his way in. Uh, we'll be getting to that next, actually. No, oh, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, but no, this is like, okay, so my my initial reaction to seeing all of Cody's buffs, and I haven't seen them in, in play all that much yet, but I am very much terrified. Same boat as you, John. Um, I feel like he needed, like... He needed a plus one, and they gave him a plus four, mm-hmm. something along those lines. And uh, we'll see just, uh, man, it, okay, so when Momochi takes Cody into the lab, and he was, like, right there on the cusp, I think that this character jumps into, for sure, top ten, but he's a candidate, depending on what we see for top five, and and the sky's the limit. Let's, It might even be worse mm-hmm. than that, but he's gotten so much, and he was just, like, right there before. Yeah, I've I've got him. Uh, I've got him as a strong candidate for top ten. I get. I want to see more of him. Uh, this is on paper, and we know for sure that sometimes on paper does not translate well. I have played a handful of Cody players in recent times, and man, does he feel a lot better. Uh, I would in no way, shape, or form be surprised to see him in top 10. I'm not ready to go top 5 yet, but if you told me that was going to happen, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue against Yeah, they, they nerfed a little bit. Considering the overall balance, Cody's standing light kick and crouching heavy kick have been weakened. Yeah. But on hit, crouching heavy kick has gotten an increase in advantage frames, making it easier for him to apply pressure. So it's like... They gave him all this, and they said we need to give we need to take something away because this is a lot. But <laughs> reduce the hitboxes in the horizontal directions um, and delayed the timing at which the hurt box disappears after the active frames. Oh, so that's another whiff punishable, more whiff punishable move. Yeah. So he can use that to maybe like eke out the end of, of a round or something like that when he only needs a little tiny bit. Uh, but. I mean, everything that you just said, and that's the nerf. It's like okay, well, <laughs> we'll take that all day. Yeah, and, and previously Cody's uh, standing light kick was a uh, it was really good for just kind of poking and just you know uh, fishing for something. He could do that and then cancel into like an ex zonk knuckle or something. Uh, it had it was just a really good poke. Uh, it was fast. It had good range. Uh, the animation was a little janky, but uh, <laughs> I mean it was just a good a good tool that he had in the neutral. Uh, and so it makes sense why they would change that again. They kind of reduced the the horizontal hurt box there, so it's not or hit box, uh, so it's not as as uh, viable as a um, or not as potent as a normal uh, for poking. And then you know they left they extended the the hurt box time, uh, which means it can get punished more. Uh, and so again, it was just kind of something that you would see Cody players like stand there and and kind of throw out there. And, and you know if it if it lands, they're going to go into an EX Zonk, and now they're in and they're plus and all of that. So yeah. Well, now they can just go straight into EX Zonk. Yeah. Ugh. I think that that was standing light kick. It looked so janky before. Capcom wanted to make the frame data match how the move looked. And so <laughs> <laughs> that's what we got. Uh, all right. So moving right along from the character you should be completely afraid of to a character maybe you're going to be a little bit more afraid of now. And that would be Dalsum. Um, Dalsum has is, is, is got a very interesting... 
chain share with his EX Joker Fire. And when I was looking over the change list, I noticed that they're like, oh, you can control the speed at which this comes out. And that is the only way for, for Dalsim to throw a, a horizontal fireball all the way across the screen. You know, they, they go in that, that arc, you know, otherwise. Uh, so I didn't think a lot of that. And then I went and tried it out in training mode. And I said, holy crap, this may be the slowest moving fireball in the entire game. And, and you could control it. This is the light and medium punch version. And people might think, oh, slow fireball. Like, that's, you don't want a slow fireball. I'm like, oh, no, you do. You want a slow fireball because uh, you can set it off from full screen and just kind of watch it, like, slowly move along towards your opponent like like Jason in Friday the 13th. Like, <laughs> you're running away, and he's walking and just coming after you, and that's kind of what it feels like right now. Watching top Dalsim players use this, uh, he feels more like Dalsim like in Street Fighter 4 in previous games than he's probably ever felt in Street Fighter 5 because he throws that out on screen, and you're kind of like, uh, uh, and he freezes you in place, and you're, you just kind of don't know what to do. It hits twice, and if you like jump up and try to like, and you land on it, he can actually teleport uh, right by you and Yoga Gale and get 190 damage for you landing on it. Uh, if you decide to take it on the ground, he can do an instant air teleport and mix you up like crazy. Mm-hmm. And Free if, mix up or get hit. Oh, this yeah. thing is scary. This thing is really, really, really scary. Uh, and whenever I see Dawson go full screen now with meter, I almost always know this damn thing is coming out. <laughs> and and it, it's it's just almost inevitable. It's like, oh, I've got meter? Great. I'm throwing this sucker. Uh, this actually reminds me of Filipino champ Sim and Street Fighter 4. A lot of uh, Dalsims in, in that game were notorious for saving up for super and you know using that to actually get some damage out in Street Fighter 4, right? It was hard for Dalsim to get damage. Uh, he was one of the few characters that would just kind of repeatedly, or players, I should say, that would throw out uh, EX Yoga Fire over and over again just to kind of get people in a bad scenario. And that's now what I'm starting to see with this guy. This move is scary, and you should be very, very afraid. That's huge manipulation. And they 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 nerfed a few things about him as a character. I think like he's um, like his drills have a little bit slightly worse like hurt boxes on them, so they're they're not as good. Like you can jab them out of them and, and things like that. Um, well, but then they also gave him uh, projectile, more projectile invincibility on some of his normals, right? And I think the idea there yeah. is that they wouldn't get flat out beaten by projectiles. That it's more that like if the, Ryu throws a fireball, you could trade. What they what they said with the um the the dive kicks is that they made him match the animation a little bit better, and and I think he's actually able to to navigate around fireballs a little easier now because mm-hmm. of that. So I I, I and think mm-hmm. yeah, with the fireball thing, his V skill. Uh, he, his like leg, he jumps up and floats in the air, right? Well, his leg kind of trails behind him as he jumps up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that used to have more of a hurt box and now that's projectile invincible. So if he V skills, he can go up over fireballs more effectively now. Uh. And, and so I think the character got considerably better. Also his, his EX yoga flame is uh, it's different, but it's different in a really good way. It's much more punishable on block now. I think it's like minus eight or minus nine, so you're really going to get hit, and it used to only be minus three. But it's not a move that you use to for pressure like that. It's a move you use because you can now you can follow it up with more of a with more combo afterwards. Like you can hit him again out of the air, uh, and it and it does like a, a good amount of damage and such. And he's he's so good at manipulating the space mm-hmm. with that new fireball. I mean, he can he can teleport behind you. I mean, we've had so much pain with Guile having the slow sonic boom. They took that out of the game, but then they've given Cody and Dalsim essentially the same thing. Now it costs them meter to do it, so that's that's 
much different than Giles will take that. But, I mean, we know how scary that kind of a thing is, and these guys can toss it out anytime they have meter now. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Dalsum, not he's not a candidate for the best character in the game, and, and rarely is he going to be that kind of a character in any Street Fighter game that you have. Super um, Turbo. So, 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 <laughs> super Turbo. Yeah. But, but then again, you know, you have like old Sagat there mm-hmm. and, and Vega and such, right? And so, mm-hmm. but anyways... Uh, more recently, it's like you might either make this character like the absolute best, or he's usually around the lower mid tier. And and these changes are interesting because again, it's it's clear that Capcom is saying, okay, we need to give him a better space control. It's going to cost a meter, but essentially, if he tosses this move out, it's it's going to be you're either going to eat a mix up or you're going to eat some damage trying to to get away from it, unless you're ready for it and have a move that can deal with it directly, like you super through it or something like that. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that um, this is a good look for Dalsum. I think he was already a, he's not a great character, but he's already a character that people still play, and he's halfway decent. Now he's even more decent, and um, and I think Dalsum players are going to be happy with these changes. Yeah, I'll, I'll do an honorable mention here to some of his normals getting better. Uh, it's They're not, you know, highly, highly better, but stand heavy kick, which is a great zoning tool, went from negative five to negative four. That's like, again, a little harder to get on the, on the fighter. Um, Yoga Anvil, which is like where he, you know, punches up in the air. Um, uh, you see Diddy Monkoff, uh, uh I think I botched his name there, but Diddy Mokoff. There we go. Um, you use that quite a bit. Uh, it will crush counter. Uh, it's a really good anti-air tool. They made that a uh, better uh, hitbox. Um, it's it's he got better zoning tools. It's it's he's going to be uh, a quite a bit better of a character, relatively speaking. I still don't see him, you know, at the the very top end of the tiers, but um, it just improved all around. Um, and man, that that fireball is just one of my favorite season four changes, like across the entire cast. I'm like, yes. I'm like, you finally made Dalsum feel like Dalsum again. Like, I'm so happy to see that. Uh, again, that that two-hit fireball, it's like a shield or like it's like a shield with a big spike on the front of it. <laughs> so uh, it gets scary very quickly. Moving up next, we have Ed. John, what do you have for Ed? So Ed was a character that hasn't, hasn't seen all that much razzle-dazzle. People haven't been too impressed with him. And He's one that when when he comes up in conversation, it's more about the things that he should have that he doesn't have, essentially combos, (laughs) where a lot of his stuff will whiff because he's doing a combo and and this works, but just not from this distance. And it's it's to such a degree that it's, it's like kind of breaking the character. His changes were to fix those things, which are good, but they're not to really make him any better as a character overall. It's just that the things that should have worked before now work so it's hard to say like that he's gotten much better i mean he technically has because now he can finish his combos but even in just that sentence that should kind of tell you what you know what's up they made ex upper faster startup um when he cancels it so that like things like standing light punch ex upper can work uh, i don't know there, there were some changes with his psycho knuckle into v trigger 2 activation uh but it's like he didn't really need that he needed he needed things to help him kind of keep his head above water when he's playing against top tiers, and he really still doesn't have that too much. Uh, I talked to Corey Bell, who's a, uh, a SoCal player. He's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. He, you, you can see him at Wednesday Night Fights quite a bit, and um, he said that I feel Ed's still at the bottom of the tier list with Vega. Um, neither Ed nor Vega got any worse, but the other characters who were at the bottom with them, like you know your Ryu's, your Alex's, and such, they got significant changes. While Ed and Vega stayed mostly the same, um, you know, got a handful of things, like I said, that that they should have had in the in the first place. So where other characters actually got to like move forward 
Ed just got to like solidify where he was at and kind of continue to play the game he plays. But no one's ever really said like, yeah, Ed's a problem. Ed's scary. This thing about Ed is is a really big deal. He still doesn't have anything that's really that, that is apparently a really big deal. And that's with players like Dominion really exploring the character. And we know that he's he's a very capable player. So. Um, uh, finishing up what, what Corey was saying, he said, I think uh, Capcom is trying to play it safe. They themselves don't understand Ed, so they don't want to make huge changes. Um, they just know that he's not very good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So essentially just fixes to his kit. And maybe that's wrong. Maybe maybe we'll see some things that actually end up um, you know, being a problem, making Ed like a viable competitive character. But Right now, we're not really seeing it on paper. I mean, just to jump in there a little bit, I, Ed is one of those characters that it's pretty rare to get good experience against, right? Yeah, it's finding a high level Ed player is very few and far between. Uh, so you you think that some of the stuff is maybe a little bit better than it is because you don't know how to counter it, all that stuff. The matchup knowledge is not there. And as I've been playing more and more against Ed, the worse and worse I think he is. And that's a bad sign. You want it to go in the other direction. Uh, and Matt, I don't I don't see a lot here. Yeah. So um, the developer notes, Ed had difficulties getting rewards off his light move and in footsies. So our adjustment were centering around that. I mean, exactly. Like, he's, he's able to do the thing that he should have been able to do before. Um, it's just like maybe but i don't think ed has been a very good look for capcom since he was released yeah by the way i love that some of the developer notes are just kind of like you'll you'll see them if you look in there for characters that didn't get that much in in changes who might have needed them it's kind of just like yeah we did this and it's kind of the same so move on so steven it's it's, it's, the way that it's written so you're saying wins are more satisfying than ever is not a (laughs) <laughs> indicator on someone's future. Yes, uh, yes. I don't. I don't know about that. Man. So satisfying to win with Ed. Yeah. <laughs> what about Fang? Yeah. Uh, speaking of right. Um, so so Fong actually got some something pretty interesting to me, uh, and you guys have probably seen it on social media and stuff on Twitter. Uh, he now has a a fly move where he can glide through the air. Uh, he kind of dips down and then goes back up. Uh, it looks super uh, ridiculous, and just he it, it just fits with the character. Can I just say so the well. reason why we're getting this move now and not when the character came out was because Flappy Bird was really popular when the character <laughs> came out yeah. to the point where because he did this with his super uh, mm-hmm. that Capcom was like, oh no, this is going to actually make the character maybe okay, but uh, we can't do this right now because the yep. memes are going to be too much, <laughs> and we're going to have enough of those with Ken, so we're going to take this away and give it to him in three years. <laughs> yeah, that that game is super popular. We don't want the character to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but but speaking of the character uh i will say that the fly attack or the the fly move is it's just super interesting to me because it's it can be used for different things it's not a move that you want to just kind of throw out there because you're going to get punished for it. it it's kind of similar to ibuki's glide where i think when it was first introduced uh, she wasn't able to throw the kunai with it and so you were just kind of gliding across screen and then the you know your opponent would kind of follow you and just punish you as you landed um so you kind of you can't throw this move out there just like that but i think that with some smart planning and i'm already seeing it uh there's some pretty dirty stuff you can do with it uh basically if you put out the poison the ex poison bomb onto the stage uh right in front of the opponent and fly in there isn't too much the opponent can do there. You get them to be, you know, they clam up, they're kind of locked in place, especially in the corner. Then you can fly in and either hit them from the front or behind. 
and it gets pretty scary pretty quickly. Um, the way that it works is you you jump up and you can uh, you hit all three punches and he'll activate the fly, uh, and you can do it from any jump, so forward, neutral, or back. So if you're trying to escape and then you want to you know you jump back and you want to throw the opponent off and fly back in, you could do that. Uh, and you can also do it uh, at different heights, so you can do it pretty close to the ground, meaning that. If you do it that way, you can hit the opponent a lot faster. And so that creates the, you can hit in front with medium kick, or you can wait till he flies behind their head and then hit heavy kick. And that's the one where he spins around and it's really tricky to deal with anyway. Um, but this move is just something that, again, it's like, it looks so ridiculous and gimmicky. But I think with the most of the high-level Fong players already being scientists and really digging into the character and learning all the intricacies... Uh, this move has some potential here. Again, it's not going to be a, a win button. You're not going to, you know, hey, I'm going to pick up Fong tomorrow and win Evo with it. But it's something that just makes the character, again, he's more slippery now. Uh, there's more mix-up potential there. And uh, it can also be used as an escape tactic. If you're cornered uh, and the opponent's committing to, you know, trying to hit you with heavy buttons and stuff, you can fly out and then, you know, again, potentially fly low and, and hit them from behind and all of that. Uh, and if you do it from a higher range or a higher jump, uh, it becomes harder to punish because he's flying so high up into the air and he, he goes a pretty good distance horizontally. So it can potentially get you out of out of harm's way. And I've seen some top Fong players online do it as well. Um, but that move, again, it's like, I just go back to it being such a fitting move for the character because the character is so wacky and ridiculous. He's, you know, the self-proclaimed number two of Shadaloo and all of that. And here he goes flying into the dam, this into battle. And like, it just looks so, still stupid, but it it's actually kind of really awesome. You know, with Fong, this is a little bit, you know, arbitrary, but what if his, like, his poison, right? This mechanic mm-hmm. that, that he's been kind of based around that sets him apart from everyone else. The it does like if if you get it on your opponent and it sits there for the total time, it does about as much as about a medium punch. Mm-hmm. What if you, what what if it like it still went that slow? It goes very slow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it doesn't really cause too much of a sense of urgency. But what if it just like didn't go away until you landed the hit? You know, mm-hmm. um, and so he could get that and then back off. And it's like you're really slow, you slow leak, but but you have to go in. Um, based with like all the other you know deficiencies that we've seen in the character, I think that kind of a thing would be apt. Or, I don't know. They they keep trying to do other stuff around the poison, and I get it. It can be very polarizing, but man, I think you need to to go in harder with this this venture that you decided to do, and mm-hmm. and really try to manipulate that because the poison is so kind of whatever about the character, and it should be a defining aspect of him. Yeah, Capcom is definitely still scared of it, and and rightfully so, because again, you buff that a little bit too much, and that is a problem. It it becomes a huge problem, because again, if, say for example, they increase the rate at which it depletes your health, now it's like you're, you know, comboing and, and getting a bunch of damage going, and or you can sit back and just kind of let people stew, and it's like, I think they're just too worried about making it super potent, because again, a small tweak in one direction, and there you go, it's everybody's going to be using Fong, and you know, bring out the flappy bird but um it's just yeah i think that this that's such a mechanic that it's really it's a really interesting thought but when you put it into play it's like uh, just one little notch too far and that's it and so i I think that's why they're still trying to play very safe with that that mechanic because it's like yeah we don't really want to do that and i don't think they've introduced anything into the game that's that's pretty much been like that um since you know launch i mean fong is a launch character uh and there hasn't really been another kind of poison mechanic uh since then right 
the damage over time? Not really. Dalsum's V Trigger yeah. one sort of does it, but that was right. The and yeah, yeah, and he can just you know, you know you can just move out of the flame carpet on that one too. So cool. Uh, and I believe uh, next up we have Falk, which is uh, you know another one of the characters that I did. Um, so I picked the brain of Majin Tenshin Han as well uh, on this one because he's been playing Falk quite a bit. Uh, and the biggest change that I think she got is um, the changes to V Trigger two. Uh, now it's a two-bar V-Trigger, uh, Psycho Angriff, I believe it's called. Um, that's a pretty monumental change for her. Uh, as Nick was explaining it to me, he basically said that now uh, she doesn't activate it when she's at 20% health. Now she can actually use the V-Trigger, um, and that V-Trigger is pretty damn good. Uh, Nick was telling me, he's like, it is extremely good. And so if you're unfamiliar with it, basically... Um, Falk gets access to two new special moves or two unique special moves in it. Uh, she gets an overhead flip, which uh, is like plus three on block. It combos into standing a medium punch, which combos into crouching heavy punch into big damage. Uh, she also gets a forward swipe with it, which uh, can cancel into different uh, uh, different attacks like V-Skill and things like that. So she can kind of just extend her combos uh to a new level where she gets a ton of damage. Uh, and with Season 4, we're seeing people like Javits and Mochi uh, go on Twitter and show these giant sequences of what she could do with uh, the new V-Trigger 2, essentially. Or, you know, I think there was another change she got where the pushback on standing medium punch was reduced a little bit. Or uh, crouching heavy punch, sorry. And so now she can combo into, like, her low shot there and then continue from there. But V-Trigger 2 can be pretty darn scary. Uh, the problem was she just couldn't really get it into play fast enough. And now with it being two bars... Now Falk is actually going to be able to use it. Um, this V Trigger Two uh, was just man. The recovery on it before was forty one, uh, and it it got dropped down ten frames. Now it's a thirty one frame recovery on Whiff because she does like an initial horizontal hit and then a hit up, uh, and now so it's 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 safer to activate it basically from further out. Uh, you're not going to be as worried about you know getting punished and all of that. On block, it was minus 42 before. Now it's minus 28, which um, is you're still getting punished if you try to activate it on block. But uh, just testing that out myself, it was like now you can't really get uh, jump in punishes on it as consistently anymore. Now, she, it, you know, if, if you do block it, uh, you're going to have to dash in and do something there. But it's just overall, it's safer on activation. Uh, it's still not safe, but it's just they made some good changes there to make it so that she can actually get it into play, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, so it's just, uh, that's really the biggest one for her. And also being a two bar V trigger. Um, now she's able to actually uh, use V reversals without having to worry about, you know, losing her V trigger, essentially when it was three bars, you use a V reversal, you're not going to get V trigger. She has 950 health. You're not doing it. Uh, but now it's like, hey, she can actually use that, and that helps her defense there, gives her another tool to work with in battle, and uh, and yeah, so she her V trigger has gotten uh, V trigger two has gotten significantly better now that she can actually use it. Do you think it's made her a better character overall, like worthwhile? Like has she climbed the tier list because she's gotten a lot of flack for being just not worth it at all? Yeah, I think that that's going to help her for sure. Again, the way that Nick was describing that V trigger, he was like, "Dude, this this V trigger is, is extremely good." Like, mm. and that's not something you can throw around in Street Fighter Five uh, that often, you know, without it meaning it. And uh, Nick is very uh, he's very picky with the way that he thinks about changes and stuff like that. For him to say this V trigger is that good, uh, I think she's definitely getting a lot better there. Uh, and again, just kind of the the different combos and sequences I was seeing from her uh, for season four, it's like. 
once V uh, trigger two is in play, it's like, oh, that's going to be rough to deal with. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's going to help her on the tier list for sure. Uh, but again, we'll kind of see, you know, where she goes from there. I, I try to, you know, I think back to, you know, Justin Wong playing her. And now that she can actually get this speed trigger into play, how much better he might end up being with her and if he brings her back and stuff like that. I really like that Capcom went full Odyssey on her patch notes and made them about as long as humanly possible. Because uh, <laughs> just scrolling through here, there's about five page of Falk patch notes. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my, okay, yeah. you changed everything about the character. We got it. Like, yeah. we'll we'll go ahead and check that out. But yeah, that's uh, you get halfway yeah. through and there's a huge picture of Abigail in his Cyclops costume. <laughs> <laughs> Shoutouts to Homer. There we go. <laughs> so next up, we've got G, who is a character that Steven has actually picked up now as his main main right now, because Steven mains half the cast, as we often yep. talk about. But uh, but you're playing a lot of G, so what do you think? What is your what is your main takeaway? Yeah, G is my main chicken now, since uh, Abigail got, uh, yeah, he got hurt pretty hard. Um, but yeah, so with G, it's... Uh, this character, uh, the biggest change I saw from him, because uh, he didn't get too much in the way of changes. I think he got 25 more health, which is definitely good uh, and good for me because I love to hold forward. Um, but with him, he got less recovery on hit for his sweep and his EX low rush punch. So now it's uh, he recovers, yeah, four frames faster on sweep when he hits it and five frames uh, faster on the EX low rush punch when he hits it. Uh, so I think you guys are already sighing because you know the implications of what that means. But for the listeners, uh, he gets better Oki now. He gets better pressure, offensive pressure. And Capcom said as much in the developer notes like, hey, uh, you know, we did more for his offense because that's totally what he needed. They didn't do anything for his defense. But, hey, let's make him a more offensive character, which, again, I don't mind. Nothing for his defense except for 25 more health. Uh, you yeah. can you can send that over to Manat if you'd like. I'll, I'll definitely take that. <laughs> no, no, they, I think they said that as much. Like, yeah, he didn't have much in the way of defense, but... You know we're gonna uh, we're gonna buff his offense essentially. No, believe me, I love that that plus twenty five health. That's yeah, that's another hit I can take and you know take a risk with it and all of that. But um, but yeah, so they they promoted his uh, his offensive pressure there, uh, and with that character, he is very much a he needs to pick his spots and kind of he wants to get a knockdown and wants to get a power up before he can go in and and do what G does. Uh, and so if you're hanging out at max range with, you know, you're trying to hit a sweep, uh, even at max range, you can dash in and then get like a meaty standing medium punch or, or a crouching medium punch uh, if they do like a normal recovery. Uh, even then, even if it's a back recovery, you're still pretty darn close to them. And so like he just gets more in the way of like now he can move in a little bit more when he actually gets that opening when he gets the straight hit. Uh, and I know, um, you know, John's probably not happy about the EX low rush punch, which I think it's awesome, but uh, because G players will throw that out randomly because why wouldn't you? Uh, it's super fast. It hits low. And then if you have V trigger one, you can cancel it and make it safe. Um, but there are some combos that actually end with it. And so you can kind of get more setups there where you dash in and then you can do like a, a forward heavy punch, which crush counters and, they reduce the the blowback on that move as well because before he would hit forward heavy punch, they'd get crush countered and they'd get sent spiraling really far away. And so you can only get like a rush punch or if you did it point blank, you can get like a walk up standing heavy punch. But now they reduce the, the, the distance that they travel. So, you know, you get some crush counter setups there and now you can convert it to bigger damage, all that stuff. So they really try to, to take the offense of this character up a notch, which again, I don't really understand why. But 
I can see that goofy smile breaking out on your face right now because you know you're getting away with murder. I am. I know I am. Yeah, I love it, dude. And of course the president would get away with murder like anyone. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, so what if I were to propose this? Nikali gets his slash move. And it's still punishable at negative four, but he can space it to where you really can't reach him with a negative four move, and it's not a charge. So, and it can go low. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't that be broken as hell? Because that's what G has. But not only that, his range with his normals after that, where he's negative four, but like good luck trying to punish him. And also, the fact that that can come out at any time means that you're you're. Your natural neutral is going to be nerfed because you're going to spend a lot more time down backing because G players are just going to throw this at you. If it hits, huzzah, we're in the corner with with more meter and and a ton of damage that just came off and you get a mix-up and he's got that damn command grab. That's why I kind of liken him to Nikali. It's like, his, his... Why make this character's rushdown, which was already too good, better and spend no time actually doing anything for his defense. We'll give him 25 more health, her hurt. It's like, dude, what? The Capcom did a lot of good things with this balance patch, but this sucks, man. And I do <laughs> not like this character. I do not like the direction. And I think it's only going to get worse. I think if you're a G player, you're going to have a ton of fun because we, here we go, but everybody else is going to be sitting here trying to play an honest game and G's just like, hope this works. Here it comes. And, and so often, it's like, I think they really drop the ball in the same way that G just drops the giant stupid V skill ball and covers the entire screen and then converts from that into all the BS that I just said. I think that Capcom dropped the ball with this character. I think they got lazy in how they balanced him. And yes, if you're a G player, I'm sure you're elated. Have fun winning for free a whole bunch of this season. All of the rest of us are going to just look at you like you can't come play on our side of the playground. And you're just going to EX rush over anyway. And I'm going to be here anyway, guys. And ah. Uh. Okay, so I, I just want to tell our listeners what actually happened here. Um, our listeners of the pod really got used to me complaining about Abigail. Capcom heard that <laughs> and said, but we still really want to piss off event hubs. So we're going to make G really good so the Velociraptor is just ticked. And here we are. Yep. So, <laughs> and I, Personally, I've played against G a bunch. I would literally make one change to the character, and that's his uh, gigantic orb that he shoots off, like has a hitbox about the size of the Earth. I, you know, the, He's the president mm-hmm. of the Earth, so I guess that's what Power they're going for. Earth, yeah. uh, power to the ass, as the, yeah, the yeah, Japanese exactly. voice says. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, he um, he's good. He's really good. Uh, I, I personally don't have a lot of issues with him, though, uh, uh, except for that one thing. But um, I'm I I know the pain very well from playing against Abigail, and uh, mm. we all have those matchups where we're just like, I hate this matchup like so much. Uh, and and I actually told uh, John and Steven here, I'm like, the moment you guys play G versus um, Nikali, please <laughs> let me know. I want to see it. And, and they did, and they ran it. It was damn close. It came down to like an overhead. It, like it was four four. They were playing to uh, first to five, and like it, it, they both had no life. And I think someone wanted it like on an overhead or a DP. It was a throw. Oh, he threw me. there it goes. I, I decided not to hit a button and just block because Raptor loves to hit buttons. And then he threw me like a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was epic. Like the reason. No one and, except yeah. for John was happy. Yes. I was <laughs> yeah, thrilled. I know, right? I was freaking <laughs> thrilled. It was it was so good. But but yeah, it's there are the matchups in this game that are so polarizing. Like I, that was in you know they called it matchup fighter four. You know Street Fighter four. But um, the matchup in this the, this game it will 
piss you off. Like, nothing else I've seen. Like, I hate this damn character. And yep. just the emotions it brings out of people. And, I mean, and John, like, just ranted about G for a good, like, three minutes. And we're like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so it's uh, he definitely has the ability to make you salty. He he is great for watchability for esports. He's flashy. He's got flippy fire kicks and crazy zippy doodahs across the screen, and he turns gold. And he's oh wow, that's really cool. So hey man, if you really like watching Transformers and crappy movies with a lot of flash to them, then uh, you'll also enjoy watching G. Okay, so salt aside though, I do think that. This will add, he'll, he'll be very watchable. It'll be good for when the, the game is on, you know, E-League and on TBS and ESPN2 and ESPN8 and all that stuff. But I, as from a, from a competitive point of view, I think the character is, uh, is for all the, the progress that they've made, he's kind of a, a regression. Hmm. Steve, yeah, oh. and it's, yeah, um, just to kind of, you know, add to this whole thing here, um, you know, obviously I'm going to say, you know, well, he's not that dumb and blah, 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 because I have to defend my character. But just from a as much of an objective standpoint as I could give, um, having played half the cast and all of that, the character is actually surprisingly technical, which mm-hmm. is what drew me to play the character in the first place. Because I was playing him when he when he launched and stuff. And, and you know, I, I played him for a little bit and then I kind of went back to Abigail and all of that. And it was really actually smug watching smug play G and just doing some of the ridiculous combos that he can do. Uh, it just, it was like, this is Dudley. This is Dudley in street fighter five, you know, different, different look obviously and all that, but the way that he plays and the, what you want to do with that character is very much my kind of character. It's, it's Dudley that I know in street fighter four. And so when you play this character, it's, yeah, he can get the dumb EX low rush and all of that into V-Trigger, but a lot of characters have the YOLO EX move into V-Trigger. That's a thing. It's totally something that, you know, maybe that's a bigger problem with the game, but it's it's something that other characters have as well. But the thing about this character, it's, it's a constant management of where you're at, what you're doing, what you have, your resources, you know... If I'm in level two with G and I'm mid-screen, I have to do a certain combo this way and I can get certain things this way and that wouldn't work if I was in, you know, level three or wouldn't work if I was, you know, not powered up at all in the presidentiality. Uh, And then obviously when you get knocked down, every time you get knocked down, you lose your power up. So Mm -hmm. you lose one level of it, meaning you have to keep constantly thinking, okay, now I have to power up here. This is what I kind of have to do. So there's a lot of thought process with this character that... You don't get with other characters because again. Let you're... me let me interject too. Steven has now mm-hmm. the Monot disease where he played mm-hmm. Abigail before and he's like, yeah, well, I get knocked down and rushed down too, and I'm like, you don't understand. And now he yeah. plays G and he goes, I understand, and I go, yes, now yeah. you do. Now you understand what I have to deal with because Abigail actually has some options on wake up to get out of stuff. Is option in neutral and you know with normals aren't very good, but he does have options when he's on his back. G does not have options except super. That's it. Yep. And, and if mm-hmm. so, if you can blow him up, like you basically don't want to let him breathe whenever possible. Mm-hmm. I think that if he's if he's at zero presidentiality levels and he gets knocked down, he should go negative. <laughs> <laughs> he should it get goes, It goes back to the character select. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but he he has a lot of stuff to him. The, the character is, is uh, again surprisingly intricate, and and it just that's kind of what surprised me about him and mm-hmm. made me want to dive a little bit deeper into playing him because there's a lot of you get a lot of reward, obviously, for doing the big stuff, and he has these flashy combos and all of that, and he can absolutely end stuff really quickly. I mean, we 
just saw, uh, you know, earlier before the podcast, John uh, linked up a clip from Gustavo, uh, 801 Strider, where he basically got an EX low rush punch, did a few combos, and he completely turned the game around, which... Again, that's kind of Street Fighter yeah. Five. That's how it works. That's you know? Street Fighter yeah. Five. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I can point to pretty much every cast member, and they can do something very similar to that. Maybe not yeah. get as much damage off of it. Um, right. But let me throw this out here real quick, and just to, for listeners, if they're curious, my thoughts on G. I again, I really like the character. I think he's really good. I played against him a lot. Um, he does not make me anywhere near as salty as Abigail does. I think that speaks pretty well to the matchup. Some people say G versus Monat is really heavily in G's favor. I lost to a G player at Capcom Cup my first matchup. Uh, I mean, it's, but still, I'm really okay with him. I don't mind what he does. Uh, but, Steven, to go back to you, um, where do you have G in season 3.5 and where do you have him now? In 3.5, I probably would have put him in maybe like the, somewhere in like the 10 15 range, uh, maybe somewhere in the middle of there, maybe even like 15th or something like that. Like, he was good for sure. But again, it was just kind of a, there was a lot of work that had to be done with him there in terms of playing him. Uh, and now, which is kind of the more health here and, and more of the Oki and stuff that he gets, the, the better pressure. It's, I think he's probably top 10, maybe maybe 10, maybe around there. Um, he's definitely strong. He's definitely viable. Uh, but again, he's so technical that it's like, it, it's kind of the, the Monat thing. You might see him rise up with, you know, uh, a player who does really well with him and, and really researches all the stuff that he has and everything. But um yeah, that's probably where I'd put him, maybe around the 10 range. Mm. So um, we just got a, a tier list here from Topanga, and they've got G at almost the very bottom. So I'm going to yep. say we maybe slightly disagree with their assessment of the character. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But moving right along to a character uh, who got hit pretty hard as well, uh, we or maybe uh, I shouldn't say as well, but uh, got hit pretty hard is Guile. Um, I had to really dig in to find some good stuff about Guile here in Season 4, and this took me a while. Um He's not very strong anymore. Uh, there was a great case that he was... Um, some people had him as a top one character based on tournament results, which was a reasonable case to make in Season 3.5. Um, I personally had him in the top four. Most people had him in the top four. Um, mm-hmm. But there, there's kind of no avoiding it that he got hit so hard that I'm starting to see people who were previously using Guiles start to experiment with other characters. I don't know if that's going to hold up or not. Uh, we, we will see. Um, but I, I'm definitely seeing that. Um, but one thing I can talk about that he's actually better at, and I, I think it's not even really up for debate how much better we'll see, but he is better in this regard, and that would be his anti-airs are better now, um, for the most part. Uh, crouching Heavy Punch did get worse as a frame slower, but his high kick, which is where he um, kind of kicks forward, is a, it's... Um, now 11 frame startup, one frame faster, uh, and it's down forward heavy kick. That's the one he does. It's very specific anti-air, but he also gets a juggle off of it if he lands it. And now his flash kick does 10 more damage in both anti-air and combo situations. Uh, combo does more damage, uh, but again, anti-air is still you know very solid. So the reward for getting people to jump at you and correctly anti-airing them is higher than it was in Season 3.5. That's good. That's a big part of what Guile is. And again, if you're good at landing the Guile high kick, which I was talking about before, the juggle thing, you're getting um, your... You're easy, it's easier to do that, basically, and get a very large reward for someone jumping at you now. So, it's... There's there's a bit there to work with. Um, I know that they tweaked his his V skill combos and stuff, and, and you know made it so you can. You, or I, I'm sorry, his target combos can go into V skill. I should clarify. Uh, I watched a lot of footage. I don't think I saw anyone do that even once. 
and the people that were using vSkill were getting blown up pretty hard for just using vSkill at all. Um, it's His projectile game is way worse than it was before. So uh, you're going to have to work a lot harder to get you know opponents to jump at you and, and to deal with that. Um, I... I have him down quite a bit. Again, you know, from the top four range to around mid tier, uh, I still think he's viable. I just think he's measurably worse in this game. Um, but there is something to work with there. Again, if you're really good at, at, at being crafty and baiting your opponents to jump, you got a, a decent, acceptable buff there, you know. Yeah, and Guile traditionally is a character that I always struggle with, so I'm kind of happy to hear that. <laughs> uh, like I said, I think last week, I think he should be a zoning character. And not a char- a zoning character plus a mid range beast plus a rushdown master. Yeah. Um, as far as zoning goes, I'm glad that they reduced the uh, the light punch sonic boom so that you couldn't just use it to manipulate space like it, like like no other. But um, I think that I think he should be strong at zoning otherwise, and uh, and not those other things. They might have taken away from all three, and that's not great. I think that maybe they hit his zoning a little bit too hard, uh, but we'll see. All right, so moving right along, we have Ibuki next. And John, what do you have with her? Um, okay, Ibuki will still be Ibuki, but she doesn't have as much free brain dead stuff to do it with. So you have to be more aware and uh, and more on your game to do the things that she did before. And I think that's perfect. I think that she wasn't she wasn't an easy character to play, but. You sit in the neutral and you kind of spam her V skill and you build up your V trigger into the amazing V trigger, V trigger 2. And you could really get by on that without having to try too hard or, or think too much. And Capcom kind of attacked that particular game. Her V skill is a little more negative and I think the hurt box in front of it is there more so. Um, and then uh, she, her V trigger 2, I think this is the most significant change. If she cancels off of a normal... It's minus two, whereas it didn't used to be. So now, if that happens, you can go for the throw as the defender. And if she does anything except for tech the throw or do an EXDP, which obviously that's got some uh, some danger to it as well, um, then she's going to get thrown, and that V skills or that V trigger is going to come back and go through you. Uh, you won't have to really deal with the mix up. So she essentially doesn't get free activation off of a normal, where you're all of a sudden into this giant mix up. And, um, and I think that's good. So she'll, she can still do all those mix-up kind of things, but she has to earn it a little bit more. And, uh, and so like if you're Fujimura, maybe this comes out to you winning a few less games, but ultimately I don't think it's going to affect him too much or players that are, are very strong with her and mm-hmm. thoughtful. What it's going to affect is just, again, mashing your head on the buttons and getting, getting good results. And I think that that's an amazing, perfect, exactly what we want for, uh, kind of change from Capcom. Um, outside of that, uh, I think I mentioned earlier that her she's a little bit more punishable. Like if she whiffs standing heavy kick, three frames recovery on whiff. Um, and they actually buffed her standing light kick in that she can cancel on the third frame of it into V-Trigger on hit or block. But I think that what that means is that um, if she's doing like, I don't know, this isn't used all that much, but if she's doing like a meaty standing light kick on your wake up, she can, you know, cancel the very end of it into V trigger if she wanted to. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think we'll see that all that much. It's kind of a weird change. Um, they also buffed her V trigger one to try to help people want to use it, but I don't know that it's still uh, good enough to have a bookie users go back to it. Uh, obviously it was one of the best V triggers in the game back in season two, but since it's all been about V trigger two, and I think it still will be. So 
basically she's she doesn't get a, as much freedom in the neutral and she has to actually earn her v trigger two but there's still plenty of means into v trigger two and so she'll still be the crazy abuki monster that we know and love i guess but uh she won't have it just as easy and just as brain dead which uh, like i said i think is a good move yeah i just as a, a indicator of, of where i think she's at um we're seeing some former cami players go actually go over to abuki and at least experiment with her um Valoran, uh, and Kazunoko are both experimenting with Ibuki right now, uh, I guess because Kami's not cheap enough. And there you go. Uh, <laughs> tears enthusiast, right? Uh, so anyway, uh, we'll see. You know, um, I, I think she's ended up in a pretty damn good spot. But as John said, a little less, pardon me for the you know lack of a better term, but brain dead. It's when you have a move that leaves you plus 20 or whatever, and I know it's not plus 20, but, you know, just leaves you at heavy advantage. Um, you're not having to think a lot. You're getting placed in every advantage that you know the game can kind of offer you at that point and your reads and reactions don't have to be as good so that you know takes away those scenarios more often i think ibuki is is still pretty much in the same spot she was before especially with most of the other high tiers um getting knocked down uh, i have a hard time putting her out of the top five especially with what i'm seeing with other top players picking her up and playing her yeah. mm-hmm. and and the other top tiers got a lot of them got hit as we've addressed mm-hmm. And she, along with Akuma, not quite as much. It makes sense. Like, she's like basically the opposite or, or close to the same, but on the other side of the coin is Ed. Ed had some stuff that was just ridiculously wonky about what was bad about him, and they patched that up. She had some stuff that was kind of ridiculously wonky uh, in, in the positive, and they patched that up. But still, they're both playing the same basic game. Um, and, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that takes us to the best character in the game, Jury. Yes, hands down, not controversial at all on Event Hub's uh, listeners to the podcast. Uh, the character we think is just nothing can be argued with her in the, any way, shape, or form, Jury. Uh, and we, I all actually, <laughs> the readers, our listeners in here on this one, uh, both John and I looked at Jury and kind of looked at each other and said, let's give this one to Steven. <laughs> so, they threw yeah, me to the sharks yeah, yeah. immediately. I'm... I come onto the show once in a while, and they're like, yeah, let's just throw it on him. Yep. Might as well, right? There you but, go. <laughs> yeah. So I will preface this by saying that uh, I believe the last line of the developer notes for Jury are, basically, uh, she can be played the same as before. That's the last <laughs> line in the developer notes. So that should probably get every Jury player that's listening super hopeful about what I'm about to say, right? But. Um, so looking around, uh, it seems that, again, she didn't really go too much uh, in terms of changes. She didn't get too much in terms of changes. Uh, but one thing that she did get was uh, to V-Trigger 2, she can now cancel it, or she can activate it from special moves on hit and block. Uh, and that's, I think, all of her special moves except for her uppercut. Um, so this kind of falls back into the realm of, you know, experimenting with the other tool that, you know, again, it's, it didn't really get too much in the way of changes, but it's always been there. Uh, and people really didn't give it too much time because V trigger one was so much better. Uh, and it seems like top, uh, top, uh, jury players are still using V trigger one. Although I did see like infiltration using, uh, experimenting with V trigger two. Um, and so basically what I kind of got from this and just tr- uh, toying around with it myself in the lab. I did actually kind of find a diamond in the rough here with this uh, V-Trigger. If you should so choose to actually use it, she now kind of gets a YOLO activation with with it because she can do her flip kick from further out or from wherever she wants on the screen. It's pretty fast. It's pretty hard to react to. And if you block it, she can activate into V-Trigger 2 now. And she's she's plus one when she activates, which means uh, she can throw out a jab and it's going to beat any three frame normal that, you know, anybody tries to go for. 
Uh, so now she kind of has a YOLO way to activate that, which is pretty good, honestly, I think. Again, if you're going to be playing this V-Trigger, it's like now you have a way to just kind of throw something out there and now you get a free V-Trigger, uh, which is really good. Uh, and so for those who don't know this V-Trigger, uh, it basically creates a circle of energy around her on the floor. And if the opponent is standing in that circle, uh, she drains their uh, critical art meter. Uh, she, she starts draining meter. Uh, and so there are some different things that she can do with that. Uh, if you, say for example, do the YOLO flip kick and then cancel into uh, V-Trigger, now you can put them into a block stun, uh, you know, a, a sequence there that kind of drains their V-Trigger, or their, drains their critical art there. Uh, and so there's there's different applications for it. Obviously, if you get big combos into it as well, you're gaining a lot of meter there. Uh, one of the things I did see was, uh, you know, a top level jury player, uh, basically comboing a cami player in the corner and then built up enough meter to end it with critical art which is awesome uh, again it's i'm hard pressed to imagine that people are going to be choosing v trigger two over one but again there's this level of hey let's experiment with it now it's more versatile there's there's less limitations on it because you can make certain special moves safe you can you know get confirms into it easier you don't have to confirm from a normal now uh, and then you can kind of hit people with the element of surprise of like, again, you rarely see jury online anyway. Uh, I'm sure probably a lot of people didn't even remember what her V-Trigger 2 did because of how infrequently they see it. Uh, so if you go in and kind of, you know, experiment with it and learn some stuff about it, you might be able to uh, catch people off guard and, and eat all their meter and then win. So I only have one bone to pick with you, uh, what you said there, and that's mm -hmm. you rarely see jury online. I actually see her quite a bit. Like I, hmm. I've, I play a decent amount of jury players. That's what always kind of shocks me about the character is that she's fairly popular and she's reasonably common online, and then the players who play this character are usually good. They're, they're, they're not scrubbing it out with this character. I, I mean, you can tell if they've gotten up to diamond ranked or higher. With jury of all characters, they're probably holding it down pretty well. But, mm -hmm. but yeah. Those are my experiences exactly, which is mm -hmm. probably why I have a slightly different view of the character than it seems like most people do. Is because when I run into a jury, it's it's like it's they're they're worth their salt, mm -hmm. you know, and they've they've mm -hmm. earned their way up there. And so, but that also tells me that there's probably a certain aspect of it that that, that does say, hey, you know, get good instead of complaining. And I'll I'll, I'll flat out say that. Um, I'm not saying that she's the best character in the game. Far from it. I don't think she's top tier. I think she's mid tier, and there have to be mid tiers. Mm -hmm. And that's that's kind of where it starts and stops. But to say that like she's not playable or anything like that would be too much. And and I think that you know like I have I I personally have a decently hard time against Jury. I think that she's got a lot of good tools. Again, not the best, but you're not always going to have the best character. And she's a character with a lot of charisma, just as as she is. People really liked her. She was one of the the most favorite from Street Fighter Four. And so it's like, well, if you love her that much, player, um, she's not useless. She's not the best. Uh, but you can't always be the best. Yeah, I always wonder with these characters that are that are kind of flying beneath the radar. If there's someone at like the Capcom, you know, quality assurance team who plays like this character and they're really good, like super, super, <laughs> super good with them. They're like, okay, well, you know, there's Jim over there. We're not going to buff this character because his jury is just ridiculous. You know, I, I don't know, but but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, I think what you guys are saying about you know when you do run into jury players, they're usually you know. Uh, pretty darn skilled with the character because they put so much time in and all of that it's just i think again i just i rarely run into her but when i do the player is usually very very good um but i think that this again there's the element of surprise there it's you know if you use v trigger 2 and you know people aren't really familiar with it then i think you can get some really good setups and stuff and, and drain some meter and get some good critical art combos and stuff 
All right, guys, that's going to wrap us up for this week of the Event Hubs podcast. We're going to be back next week and get to the entire rest of the cast unless you play Nikali or Mika. Then we got nothing for you. Sorry about that. <laughs> but then again, you're kind of used to that with what Capcom did to your characters in season four. So it's not a surprise at that point. Anyway, <laughs> not ending too much on Shots Fire here. Thank you so much for listening once again. And we hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, we did a lot of research for this pod and uh, we, we wanted to bring it to everyone and, and try to get, you know, some of the most notable changes out there. Whether you play these characters or not, we want you to be able to have a better idea um, of what you should expect when you run across them. So, Mm -hmm. all right, we're going to peace out. Everyone have a good week and we will see you soon. Thank you so much, guys. See you guys.